All right, welcome to the Real Money Show. Let's get started. It's one eight seven seven eight Silver. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Remember, folks, as always, we are not your financial planners or advisors, but we do have a jam-packed show today. We have Gregory Manorino, who is a career expert in trading and everything regarding our economy. He has a YouTube channel. He has his own website, traderschoice.net. We're going to be having on the show lots of opinions about currency, lots of opinions about metals, and uh, a lesson on how to be your own central bank, hopefully, will uh, will be coming shortly as we delve into this interview with him. Lots to talk about on the show this week, Jeremy, in terms of what's happening. The markets, very stable this week, have continue to present themselves as value. We've just got a late stage uh, uptick in the price of gold and silver, gold traversing back up towards 1300 range from the low 1290 range. And as we tape the show here on Thursday, silver surging ahead in the winter of the week, uh, outperforming all four of the metals back up to about the 1680-1685 range and uh, big things are are being expected of both metals right now. We're going to talk about a couple of those things in a moment uh, in a few articles and in addition to that we have something to say this week that's very important and it's an article that we are going to share during our discussion on diamonds, a brief one albeit, but uh, about why the rich keep getting richer and Let's get right into it. Okay, let's delve right into it then. We'll start to show off with that. It's a great idea. From the business report this week, uh, they write and produce on a weekly basis on all things related to the economy. And on June 7th, from one of their staff reporters, they put out an article called, This is How the Rich Keep Getting Richer. And basically all it is is a gallery. And it was written, this particular staff reporter out of Cape Town, uh, in Africa, and this is just a collection of imagery and small shorts about the various collectible things that the rich are owning right now, and it's kind of just a segue into the mindset of what the wealthy are doing. And the very first picture they show is the classic car, and they say that it there is a secret to remain rich. Take a look at how such wealthy individuals are able to monetize on just a few profitable items. The very first thing they show is a 1956 Ferrari 290 MM, and it is an absolutely drop-dead gorgeous vehicle. And they say that the classic car sector has reportedly boosted in value over the last decade by approximately 490%. This attributes to why it is one of the luxury investments for the rich. According to Love Money, the rich investing cars such as this Ferrari they show here was sold for $28 million at an auction in December. One part of the puzzle, right? but as we delve into this article, we're going to get two color diamonds. Ah. So that's very interesting. So what they do is they go through a whole list of these things from cars. They go over to wine and Jeremy, you certainly have some expertise in that particular arena. Paul as well, you are, and we have all been connoisseurs of fine wines and we love to have a nice bottle of wine. And again, they're saying, here's another example of a classic asset, which appreciates in value. You're not making more of it. You can't print it. 
It yeah. can't be manipulated. You can't add zeros to it. You can't break it in half and split the stock. And again, to hold something of value like that means that over the long term, provided it's maintained properly, it's going to continue to grow in value. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another example as they show here uh, a beautiful um, uh, bottle of wine that was uh, aged very appropriately and that all of the people that were at the particular event in the Napa Valley agreed was one of the finest vintages of 2017, $130,000 for a case of 2017 wine. Wow. Which is incredible. What was the make? Uh, the make is Anibrer Invite Cabernet. Okay. So uh, a wine that's not heard of that frequently, certainly you're not going to yeah, find a bottle of that at your vintages. Yeah, probably because it's kept within the most wealthy people. Correct. And uh, they move on then from wine, which is another area of that, to art. And of course, another area you have some expertise in, of course. And they suggest that uh, art certainly has had its fair share of increases over the last decade as the wealthy have cycled back into that realm. And uh, it's certainly something that they think and believe along the other finer assets that they just discussed and that we're about to discuss will continue to grow in value as well. Now they go through a whole list. Yeah, and and with the with art, you have the the only challenge with art is that there's so many different artists and that market can be more fickle than other markets. Right. So when we look at the art market overall, you can definitely see a little more volatility in that market. Um, you know, on a on a sort of midterm basis. So you could see some pullbacks, which we did see recently in, in the art market. But when that market takes off, it can really take off. And then same thing with the wine market. You know, obviously it's something that is consumable. So over time, and then it's also got a date on it because things can't last completely forever. Uh, but uh, certainly there's a finite amount of, of wine out there. And basically you're, this article is pointing to anything that they have at Sotheby's. Correct. Yeah. In other words, this is what the wealthy do outside of their portfolios with their hard-earned dollars to protect their wealth. They are accustomed to these types of assets, and it is within their circles that they find themselves often at events where these particular items are for sale or auction. So this is something that becomes the norm for those that are looking to become wealthy or have wealth to spend or have recently found wealth. Gold and silver, natural fancy color diamonds, which we talk about, are part of that snapshot. Now, we know that gold and silver can be afforded by anyone, and we'll talk, too, about uh, to Greg about gold and silver and how he views the buying process and just buying on a monthly basis. But when you look at colored diamonds, this is another area that this article talks about and discusses. And for me, it, it stands out as a huge, uh, impactful way to put your money into something that will grow over time because I look at it from a very common sense. I don't always look at the four C's or everything. I am like yourself, Jeremy, and we've become experts in this arena, but I look at what can I do with 10000 or what can I do with 100000 what can I do with a million dollars? What is going to be my rate of return and how fast is that going to happen? Colored diamonds might arguably be one of the single best, if not the best areas over the last decade. And if we look at this particular article, it's saying that all colored diamonds, and we're talking about the ones we wouldn't touch with a 10-foot barge pole, uh, including browns and cognacs and off yellows and near whites, all of them have risen in 10 years by no less than 40%. That's grouping in everything. But if we apply that to the colors of yellow, pink, and blue, 
that number changes drastically. And in fact, they say that number then becomes over the last decade approximately 250%. If we isolate just the pinks like you have done and you're about to talk about, well, the pinks in particular, which we love, are money makers, but they are correlated differently to the rest of the market at this particular time. And they have had their own fair share of value gain. And this is easy. This is easy to see. It's very easy. Yeah. So this is something that um, if you contact us, request request this, we'll be more than happy to send this out. What it is, is from the Fancy Color Research Foundation, it's a fancy color index. And it's particularly looking at the pink diamond market, both the strongest color, which is vivid, the second most strength of color, which is intense, and then the the color just underneath that, which is fancy. So you have fancy, intense, and vivid. Those are the three grades of color that we're looking at at Guildhall and how they performed over the last decade and a, and a little bit. So since 2005. First, let's just look at the Dow Jones. The Dow Jones has a compound annual growth rate of 6.4%. And since 2005 through 2018, it's up 126%. The S&P up 120%. So those are great returns. And if you were in the market for over a decade and you were looking to get essentially 120% gain, you know, that's a great, great return. But in the pink diamonds... Oh, hold on. Let's, let's, make, let's make a fair comparison. Okay. We took 10,000 and we're going to put it in each of those markets. All right, so on fancies... That same 10000 is now worth just under 40000 versus just over 20000 in the other two investments. Okay, what happens in the intense? In the intense pinks, 386% since 2005. Okay, so you're telling me that that diamond, 10000 in an intense, had I been able to find it, is now 386% higher. So now Correct. we're approaching $50,000 in value. Correct. Okay, so, if you acquired it in 2005. Right. So, okay. Blow my mind here with what happens on the Vivids. So the Vivids literally just shy of 400%, 399%. So I'm literally taking 10,000 and turning it into 50 grand. And I had to just basically put my head down in a pillow at night and sleep. I didn't have lawyers involved. I didn't have to maintain another type of collectible. I didn't have to watch the stock markets or the diamond markets. You I just had to literally either wear it or put it away in a safety deposit box and, and that money is accrued in that value. You would have held that diamond. It's incredible. You would have completely not worried about the subprime meltdown, mm-hmm. the taper tantrum, and most recently the January pullback when the when the, the uh mainstream media were trying to running around with like chickens with their head off trying to explain why the market all of a sudden uh, tailed off. You would have avoided any of those type of moves in in the stock market and simply held on to this uh, incredibly beautiful asset and that's it. So essentially if we apply that to $100,000, you're telling me I could have taken $100,000 and turned it into almost a half a million dollars right now if I had just made that investment 10 years ago. It, it, Over 10 years ago, does, but yeah. Does, does that get any easier? I mean, it doesn't, I, I don't see wealth being generated like that anywhere on the face of this planet. And we've delved into every sector. We could, we could offer anything we want to our clients 
colored diamonds are, are where it's at. And very few people know this, Jeremy. And yet there is a huge segment of the population who can afford thirty, forty, fifty, $100,000 to get into this market. And they're not tapping this market. They're not putting away this safety. And this is a new area where we want people to be. We want to take that acorn and turn it into an, an oak tree. And you can do that with colored diamonds still. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver The website to, to see these beautiful diamonds is guildhallwealth.com. There you can go to the diamond section. When we return, folks, we're going to have Gregory Manorino on. It's a great interview and an opportunity to hear his thoughts on the markets. And you can follow along and uh, do some fact-checking of your own. We'll be back in just a brief moment after commercial break. We hope you stay with us. We look forward to saying and speaking a lot more about gold and silver, colored diamonds, and a whole host of other topics. You're here on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. All right, for our listening audience today, we have quite the treat. We have Gregory Manorino, who started his financial career working for the securities and trading arm of the now defunct, of course, our listeners know this, Bear Stearns before the dot-com bubble. He's an active trader of the capital markets, and he has published several books pertaining to finance, global economics, and equity trading. His most recent book, titled The Ultimate Guide to Money in the Markets, which is a free ebook, by the way, uh, is currently available and you can look for that. We'll give Gregory an opportunity to talk about how you can connect with him. He's currently hosting a business day market report on YouTube and you can find out more about what he offers at his website, traderschoice.net. For the first time on The Real Money Show, we are uh, glad to welcome Gregory Menorino to the show. Welcome to the show, Greg. We're happy to have you here and our listeners have been given a bit of a bio on you and when we conclude the interview, we'll give them a chance to connect with you. But I wanted to get right into our questions this week and uh, delve a little deeper into your thoughts on the economy and certainly what your thoughts are on our favorite uh, two metals in this world, which are silver and gold. And I'll ask the first question. In your book, The Game is Rigged, How to Profit from the Coming Global Economic Collapse, you talk about how money is an illusion. For our listeners, can you clarify what you mean by that and, and how that relates to your feelings in, in the broad sense about the economy? Sure. Um, I think what people need to understand, number one, is when we're talking about money, um, you know, real money, gold, silver, we know that. Um, you know, cash, the system, the debt-based economic model is, is uh, based upon uh, a false premise. In other words, it, uh, it, it exists simply to uh, borrow from the future, uh, to expand the debt cycle into um, literally into oblivion. Uh, we have pieces of paper with numbers printed on them that, that we're told is money. Uh, it's not the truth. It's backed by nothing. These are liabilities that have been dispersed by bankrupt governments. Um, and, and, and that's it, period, the end. And, and it's unfortunate that people don't understand the way it actually works and how the system um, functions. And because of that, I, I really feel that uh, we're going to end up in uh, a crisis of the currency at one particular time. Again, uh, they have no choice, and I'm referring to our central banks and our, our respective governments, um, which are one and the same in many respects, uh, corporate, uh, the corporate world. And 
it's going to end very badly at one point, again, as it always does. Now, what I want people to understand is this is not about doom. This is not about gloom. This is about a normal cycle of the markets. It always happens. It's a repetitive thing. We have boom cycles and bust cycles. We are right now, in my opinion, at the top of, of, of an engineered uh, boom cycle. Uh, which which uh, we can expect to correct to a fair value at one particular time. But we have never seen, in my opinion, again, um, rigging and manipulation of, of the markets uh, like we have now, uh, status post the, the 2008 meltdown. Um, and people need to be ready for what's coming down the pike. Well, if, if that's the case, then... In, in in reading and keeping up with what you've been discussing and talking about as well as in the book, you often do talk about betting against the debt. Can you explain to our listeners what you mean by that and why debt might be an important or valuable lesson in understanding where the world economy is at this point? Absolutely. Bet against the debt, become your own central bank, kind of my premises since day one, I don't even how many years now, long, long time I've been saying that. Um, basically, you need to hold assets that are anti-debt, um, hard assets. Silver is my most favorite. Um, I, I love gold as well. I own silver, I own gold, I own platinum, I own palladium. I, I have cash and other assets as well. Um, now, just understanding that the scheme, uh, there's no other way to put it, uh, that, that world central banks have done um, is, is it's pretty straightforward here. The the 2008 meltdown was um, basically because we had maxed out our credit card at that at that particular time. So what did they decide to do? The world central banks they decided to buy everything, buy all the debts, buy toxic assets, um, just to get, to prop everything up. It's it's a very sad situation in my opinion because all the market was trying to do in 2008 was to correct the fair value, correct distortions. The job of the markets, let me just start with that. They have one job, and I'm talking about across the spectrum of asset classes, is to determine fair value. That's it. That's their only job, period, the end. So when you have world central banks here that are artificially suppressing interest rates, buying everything in sight, uh, buying debt with digital dollars, printed dollars, it creates an environment of risk where cash can only go in one place, and that is into uh, equity markets because investors are looking for yield. It's, it's a pretty simple scenario, and they know exactly how to do it, and this is what they've been doing. So by doing that, by buying all this debt, by artificially suppressing interest rates, it's reinflated uh, equity bubbles around the world on the back of a debt bubble, which is the most biggest monster that has ever been created in, in world history. And the debt market, for people that don't understand, the bond market is where every single other asset derives value. Now, um, we all understand, and I would imagine that most of your listeners are aware of that the, the price action with regard to gold and silver is not real. There is no price discovery mechanism behind it whatsoever. Um, there, are, there are hundreds of claims per each ounce of gold or silver that is in the COMEX. I mean, you know, you got like 500 people believe they own the same ounce. Um, there's all kinds of 
fakery going on in the metals market right now. But I think that presents opportunity down the line, and that means, again, going back, become your own central bank, bet against the debt. World central banks have no choice but to continue to inflate. They cannot stop. We cannot stop borrowing from the future in greater and greater amounts just to support where we are. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a terrible system, the debt-based economic model. That's how it works. That's why we will continue to see debts and deficits around the world continue to skyrocket. Um, and world central banks are going to dilute the cash. They're going to kill their respective currencies to try to keep it. It's a double-edged sword. They can't have it both ways. And at one particular time, it's going to correct to fair value again, like it always does. This is just a cycle. But this one, in my opinion, is going to be the worst of them all, this next meltdown. All right, Greg, we're going to take a break right there and come back. This has been a great interview so far, and I want folks to stay tuned because we have a lot more to ask and a lot more to delve into. If you are listening and you want to get involved in the markets, you know where to go, folks. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver whether it is for long-term gain insurance, whether you want your dollars working for you while you're asleep at night, whatever the reason is, the gold and silver markets are open to you. As Greg said, silver is one of the most undervalued assets in the world right now. If you want to put this into a registered account, you can do so. If you want to take it home or put it in a depository, we can help you with that. But get started now. Well, it's still cheap and there is value still presenting itself. One eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back, and we are still talking with Greg Manorino. We had an interesting conversation so far up to this point. We have more to delve into. Again, the number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver or the website guildhallwealth.com. Greg said a lot of wonderful things, and Greg is going to be with us for the next little while, so let's get back into this interview. To the point about debt and, and having or being your own central bank, can you give our listeners a better understanding or idea of why you've become so uh, so fond of silver? I mean, obviously you said you own gold and other precious metals, but what is it about silver in particular that you like so much about that story that that, that becomes your favorite metal? Well, I think it's the most undivided asset in the history of the world. Based on a lot of things, you want to look at the Dow to gold ratio, silver to gold ratio, whatever ratio you want to look at it, uh, look at um, silver comes up as the winner um, by exponents, in my opinion, as the most undervalued asset. There's nothing that I can think of other than maybe life itself. I mean, right now that's more undervalued than, than, than silver is. So, you know, these are long-term holds. They're not trades. Um, I, I wouldn't touch uh, the, the derivatives with, with a 10-foot pole anymore. I used to trade them once in a blue moon. I don't even get involved in it anymore because it's just so fake. Um, but, but it's the anti-debt. I mean, these are real money. Going back to what we, we started uh, saying here, I don't care what comes out of the mouth of someone like Ben Bernanke when he was asked uh, uh, if gold was real money. And, and he said, no. Um, you know, when you hear that kind of talk out of, some, out of a, someone's mouth like that, you know you should be obviously hoarding this stuff. Um, for the long haul. And again, it, it's a pretty simple scenario. Let me, let me outline this real quick. What we, what we have the potential to see, and this is not just, I think I've said it before, probably um, anybody, maybe, uh, we're, we're going to end up in a, a situation where we're going to get a rapid sell-off in the bond market, and yields will spike 
regardless of what world central banks try to do to buy the debt, because that's all they do is to suppress these rates. And, uh, you know, this has been backed up by people like Alan Greenspan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley uh, are saying the same thing. There's a potential here for bonds to sell off rapidly. Now, what would that do? Well, when bonds sell off rapidly, yields spike. When, when yields spike, it puts pressure on equities, puts pressure on stocks, what I'm trying to say. What happens at that point is cash leaves the bond market, it will leave the stock market, it is simply going to look for somewhere to go. That's it. It's a very simple scenario to understand. It doesn't go to money heaven. It's going to go into suppressed assets at one point. Don't know when that's going to be. I, I honestly don't even care when it's going to be. I just know down the line this is going to occur. So that goes back to be your own central bank, bet against the debt. Um, the debt is not sustainable. We all know this. We've heard about it for decades. And what are they doing? They keep expanding it, exploding the debt. The European debt crisis was never fixed. Now, we understand there are German banks that are in trouble here. Um, Deutsche Bank just made a, an endangered species list, uh, so to speak, here. Um, you know, and all, it's not just one bank here. You want to talk about a bank like Deutsche Bank, a huge bank here, one of the largest on earth by assets. They're all connected, as you would say, so they all have the same problem. And they're all going to face the same issue moving forward once again. So I think um, that people – there's a lot of opportunity here, and there's a lot of ways to make this work f for you. I think um, most people that follow my work understand what I do. I trade these rigged markets. I have a very good understanding of how they, are, how they operate. So I, 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 I trade the market, I pull profit out of it, and I invest that cash in hard assets. That's the way I think people should look at it. Now, trading is, is – is uh, very specialized, and it's not for everyone, um, but that's what I do. But for those that don't trade, again, don't even, I, it's so simple. You just bet against the debt, become your own central bank. Understand that one particular time there's going to be a bursting of the debt bubble. The one thing that we know about every single bubble is they all burst without exception. No matter how much they try to keep these things inflated, no matter how much effort goes into it, at one point they reach a level that cannot be sustained and then they pop. And when they pop, they burst rapidly. Um, so this whole thing, when this gets going, whenever that may be, has a potential to unfold very rapidly. So what people should have been doing, I and mean, I've been telling people to do what I think they should do, is acquire hard assets a little at a time. Boom, boom, boom. You don't got to go out and buy hordes of this. You know, a couple extra dollars at the end of the month. Hey, you know what? I'm going to buy myself an ounce of silver. I'll buy myself a quarter ounce of gold, something like that. And just, and just, just stash it. Just put it away. Put it away like that. Um, the last place I think so people should be is in, is in any fiat currency at this particular time. I mean, the, the world central banks have proven they will do anything to keep the bubble sustained. That means they're going to kill their currencies. Um, so take the opposite side of that trade. And how you do that is by holding a hard asset. Well, this is bringing up an interesting point, Greg, and you make a ton of good points there. When we talk to people and they're asking us about uh, the markets of gold and silver, one of the most common questions we get is about timing, and often you'll find that as soon as somebody starts delving into the areas of gold and silver and wanting to acquire them for whatever reason, whether it be for long-term gain, whether they want to trade, whatever they want to do, the questions around timing uh, 
really bring us back to a core question, which is quite simply, do you think that people should be trying to time the gold and silver markets? And obviously you just said, no, this is a long-term hold. They shouldn't be trying to play it by the day or anything like that. And where are gold and silver, maybe silver in particular, you can pick on for a moment, relative to, to a value proposition? Are they in a good position in terms of value right now? Yeah. I mean, if you weigh weigh it against the global debt, I mean, like I said earlier, um, I think they're, the, they're they're on sale like you you can't believe, um, and 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 they have the potential to to grow exponentially down the line. When don't know, people should not again, unless you, nobody nobody is smart enough to pick a bottom or a top in anything here. Even when I trade, I don't look for bottoms and tops. Anyone who thinks that they can that they can do that. Um, is not a lot of trouble here? What I try to do as a trader, let's just say, for example, whatever I'm looking to trade, I want to catch the, the moment, some momentum of the movement. If the market is going up, um, I don't say, okay, you know what, I should be buying right here because it looks like a bottom. No, 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 because you're going to get it wrong nine times out of ten. That's the truth. You wait for the move to get going, and that's when you try to take advantage of that momentum. But here... With uh, with gold and silver, it, you know we we all just need to understand the situation that we are in. That world central banks cannot stop doing what they're doing. They can't stop. Period. Knowing that, knowing that the global debt is going to get worse, and debts and deficits and everything else, and they ha- they have no choice, none, but to continue to print, but to continue to add digits to a screen. Just take the opposite side of that trade. For down the line, and you know, add incrementally once a month, whenever you have some extra cash, just just buy it and forget it. Don't don't think about oh, you know what? It went down three dollars. It went down twenty five dollars. Who who cares? Longer term, it doesn't matter at all whatsoever. You cannot time the market. It's impossible. No one can. Uh, and that's coming from a guy that trades these markets every single day. I promise you that anyone that can, that's telling you that they can nail tops and bottoms accurately over the long run is a liar. Can't happen. Um, it's just it's impossible. Well, listen, we got a lot coming up in the next uh, couple of quarters. We believe that both silver and gold are value propositions, and and that you know you you can't get much better than this. We don't see the price of silver going much much lower, and um, it's just too close to the cost of production when all things are said and done. When it comes to you and your daily routine, what we take here at our office is that Greg, we have the opportunity to see you on a on a daily basis, but we take for granted that we are inside. We know what we're looking for, and we watch your YouTube channel. Share with our listeners before we conclude this interview a little bit about yourself and where they can find you and how how accessible you really are. Well, everything that people want to know about me or is on my website, traderschoice.net. Lots of free stuff there, um, free charting systems there for anyone that wants to get involved in trading. Um, no sign-ups, no, no anything. I offer a, a free e-brief on uh, how to uh, play the markets. Just go to my publications page. I have a couple of other things there. Um, that people might be interested in well as well. But most of my stuff I do here, uh, I do for free. I want people to take advantage of what's going on around them. It's not that hard. We, can't, we should not lay down 
and do nothing and let these institutions take advantage of us, period. That's what they always do. Uh, and, and the little guy gets, gets destroyed here. This is a wealth transfer that's going to occur just like it does at the, top, uh, at the popping of every other bubble. And then you can either sit there and do nothing or you can try to take advantage of it. And um, I think the, the choice is obvious. Well, for our listeners, Greg, uh, we want to let them know that too. If they want a visual, you do uh, an almost daily update on uh, on YouTube, and you have uh, a ton of subscribers there. It's a great place to go and get connected with you there to see what you're saying on a day to day basis. And uh, we hope certainly that you'll get the opportunity to speak to our Canadian listeners a lot more frequently in the near future, Greg. I want to tell you it's been a pleasure having you here on the Real Money Show, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks very much. Thank you. Well, folks, that was a treat to be able to have somebody who is as succinct as Gregory is and talks about the topics that we uh, find near and dear to our hearts here on The Real Money Show. It is an eye-opener for certain, and I certainly think that I'm going to go back and listen to that a number of times, Jeremy, because it was jam-packed full of opinion and full of ideas. But one thing before we go to break that stood out for me as being very important is that a we have to open up our eyes to what the reality is that we're facing that a lot of what we assume to be the truth about global economics and about the markets in general that impact our daily uh, dollars the money that we work hard for might in fact be a bit of an exaggeration on the truth on the reality of the situation Uh, he talks about having hard assets and being your own central bank we couldn't agree more on that idea and I think that extends to how we believe uh, gold and silver should be held as a long-term term asset of protection, of insurance, and certainly from time to time as these markets grow, uh, an opportunity to grow your wealth. Yeah, for me, one of the things I I most appreciate about uh, the way he goes about his business is that he knows that that the... uh, the dollar's going to implode. The bond market's going to implode. The The next crisis is going to be very, very big. We know that there's a great opportunity in the physical precious metal market, but that doesn't stop him from seeing the day-to-day opportunities as well. So I think for me, one of the big takeaways for someone who might be new to the precious metal market would be, look, you don't have to necessarily change your strategy dramatically, but you should definitely be considering that insurance policy and becoming your own central bank by adding to your portfolio day to day, month to month with some physical precious metals, because when this does happen, it's going to happen rapidly. And as he mentioned, and we've said in the past, it's very difficult to time that market. So again, for me, I feel it's great that he has this ability to continue to trade in the in the day to day markets with an eye on the opportunity and the potential crisis ahead of us. All right, Gregory Manorino, again, folks, if you want to listen to this as a podcast, you can get it online. You can listen to the show. It is going to be repeated on Sunday, and you can go to our YouTube channel to find this there. I do believe that Greg's also going to be posting it on his own YouTube channel or the link to it in uh, various social media posts that will be up and coming. We'll be happy to bring this back to you, and I think the takeaways here are going to be be your own central bank, Gold and silver are on sale, and as far as he's concerned, silver represents one of the most undervalued assets on the face of the earth at this particular time. one silver is the number to call. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
All right, back here with the last segment of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. And Jeremy, today's show has been so jam-packed. Gregory Manorino had a lot to say. Greg is a fantastic interview because he is succinct. He does not uh, beat around the bush about his opinions, and he's open to the public. We do have some guests on that certainly have to make a living from giving analysis, and I understand that people have to take that with a grain of salt. Not everybody's right or wrong, but to his point, uh, like we were saying earlier in the show, silver and gold are part of that whole realm of, uh, of rarity, of being your own central bank. I would add colored diamonds to that. And when we started the show, we talked about that article about how the rich keep getting richer, whether it's wine or art or cars or other areas of collectibles. The colored diamond arena is just one that I find so fascinating. So that's been added to the spectrum as well. And Greg's talked uh, when he was discussing about being your own central bank. It's not expensive. You can start on a monthly basis. Right. I love that idea of just, you know, look, you're not going to necessarily be able to time the market. He's very confident about the fact that there is a delusion going on about the banks just buying buying all the debt, you know, selling off the future to handle the present. And the fact is, is that the market will eventually find fair value. And that's going to end up being the stock market going down bond rates going sky high, uh, price for debt going sky high, and then you're going to start to see how finite real assets actually are. And so precious metals are going to skyrocket as a result. The only thing is, is we don't know exactly on what specific day that's going to happen. And you know what? Nobody else does. So you have to just start acquiring your long-term position in these markets. And so whether or not you're buying on a regular basis, and by the way, Darren, we do have the monthly buyers club, as you know, that's something that allows investors to, number one, take advantage of the volume discounts right out the gate. You'll be able to get the better discount right away, and you'll be able to accumulate on a regular basis and also take advantage of our storage facility so that you don't necessarily have to worry about where am I going to put it right away. So think about the uh, buyer's club that we have, the monthly buyer's club with Guildhall. And also when we were talking, Darren, about natural fancy colored diamonds, when you want to talk about a finite asset, what we do at Guildhall in terms of seeking out the highest quality natural fancy colored diamonds, every single diamond that we've ever had at Guildhall was investment grade. And all of those diamonds have done very well in the long term. And so this is a type of market that you're going to set it and forget it. You're going to acquire the the hard asset, the tangible asset, a beautiful asset at the same time. And over the next 10, 15 years, you're going to do very, very well because there's only so many. I was actually having a, a, a conversation with a client the other day, and we kept having to to rediscuss this concept of supply and demand. It's not about demand. It's all about supply. There's such a limited supply of natural fancy colored diamonds of high quality investment grade that it's not about, well, is this one popular or is that one popular? It's not on the demand side. It's on the supply side. When there's, when there's barely a trickle coming to market, there's always demand because it's so, so rare. Ask yourself where you'd rather be, folks. If you're going to go into a market which you've got a comfort level with, like the stocks or the bond arena, ask yourselves where you're going to go with that. Are you looking at a market which is going to double in value? Do you think that the stock you're buying is going to go twice as high as it is right now? Do you think the market in general is more likely for the next 10 years to traverse twice as high as it is now? 
you know, I don't think so. I don't think Jeremy thinks so. I don't think Paul thinks so. But again, you are the expert of your own money. You get to make those decisions. Gold and silver represent only one part of your portfolio. And as we've always maintained, whether it comes to the natural fancy colored diamonds, gold, silver, it's not everything that's in your portfolio. It's only one piece of the puzzle. But these are areas of wealth that have been generated for hundreds in the case of colored diamonds years and in the case of gold and silver thousands of years. They've outlasted every boom and bust cycle. And when we talk to Greg, I mean, you can't help but not live in a world of fear or fear mongering. That's not the whole purpose to be doom and gloom. It's just saying what the obvious is. This is a manufactured boom cycle where there has been an immense expansion of debt, a ton of liabilities, and the potential for a crisis of currency. Why not own undervalued assets and be anti-US dollar? Be your own central bank, own gold, own silver, own natural fancy colored diamonds, among other things. Yeah, you know, Darren, you and I were talking earlier about natural fancy colored diamonds and the market in general, and we were looking at a comparison of the fact that if if you had acquired a vivid blue diamond in 2010, 2011, you could have done so in and around the half a million, $600,000 range. And today, less than a decade later, that diamond, if you could find it, would be somewhere north of $1.5 million. So that's a market that you didn't have to pay taxes on an annual basis for. You didn't have to pay hydro and heat and for lawyers and such. It's a market that is just so rare. And if you can find an asset like that, it's something that's going to continue to rise in value because there's simply not not enough availability of them. So when we're looking at the pink diamonds and we're showing that since 2005, that these markets have all risen over 300%. And we know that the yellow diamond market has also risen incredibly in that amount of time, that it's also just another matter of time before the markets start to really, really skyrocket. And I think that moment, Darren, is going to happen when the Argyle mine closes in in Australia. They produce 90% of the world's pinks. That tap is going to be turned off forever in short order. In fact, you wrote an article about the declining ores, um, declining ore at the at the mine, and just showing the fact that it is winding down. And so, um, you know, anyone listening to the show can contact us for that article. We'd be more than happy to send that out. And look at them. Com- look at the two compared. Look at the index, the fancy color index on the pinks. Look at the article that you wrote on the uh, mining operation in Argyle, and how it's diminishing. Put two and two together, and this is an asset that you're going to want to hold for a very long time. One eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. You can go there, find out more about how to get into these markets. You can request an investor kit, which will be accompanied by information on gold, silver, and fa- fancy color diamonds. You can ask for a seminar presentation, either private or in a group. And of course, if you're buying this at this point in time, you can be putting this into a storage account. You can be putting this into what we call a depository account where you can go visit your allocated and segregated product, which is in your name. And you could also do that in a registered account. You'll be putting this into your RSP of any sort. Or if you haven't already used TFSA, there is a smart decision. It's for the long term. 
TFSAs are for the long term. Put it into a TFSA. Take advantage of it. There are numerous reasons to do so. And the fact of the matter is that all of these reasons pertain to what we've discussed on this show today, which is that we're in a very precarious time, one that requires a little more thinking, a little more strategy. And if you've got money that's not working for you, think about these markets of gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. And you know, Darren, one of the things that uh, Gregory Manorino was talking about when he was saying, you know, acquiring on a regular basis, that would be something that would be perfect for the RSP, for a registered account. We have clients who are acquiring bullion on a regular basis as they make monthly contributions to their registered account. You don't wait until next February to make your final contribution. Do it on a regular basis. Take advantage of cost averaging. Continue to acquire physical bullion as part of your as part of your portfolio. And the best part is, is even if you look at gold, you know, gold since 2002 essentially is up well over 300%. It's actually done done close to what the diamonds have done, and though there's been a little bit of peaks and, and valleys in between, but it's done very, very well. And, you know, gold has kept up with inflation. It's kept up beyond inflation. We've seen we've seen rates of return on gold, which surprises most people over the last, basically since 2013, the one negative down year in gold, you'd have to go further back in Canadian dollars to 2002 before you saw a 1.9% discount to gold that year. Ever since 2013, gold has been up in Canadian dollars and it has averaged over 5% a year, which means you're beating inflation. This is an investment that you want in your registered account long term because you're putting in the money. Eventually, you're going to have to take it out. Whatever you put in, you have to beat inflation and beat the taxes when you withdraw. That's what it's all about. And we're here to help you do that, folks. That's what the Real Money Show is set up to handle. And Guildhall Wealth is the place to go. When you're at the website, guildhallwealth.com, there is where you're going to get onto our Precious Metals newsletter. It is free of charge. Get yourself up onto that. All it requires is a little bit of contact detail so we know where the email is that we're sending that newsletter to. And if it is an investment package you want, call to speak directly with somebody. Ask those questions. I assure you there is no pressure there. And we do appreciate your time and the time you take to ask us those questions. We will try to give you the best answers we can. And if you already know you want to get into the market, why put it off? As Greg said in our interview, nobody, and he said nobody, doesn't matter whether you are the Pope and you have a direct attachment to God himself, nobody knows what the markets are going to do tomorrow. So while there is value and while we can say that it is factual value in these markets of gold, silver, and colored diamonds, why not get yourself into these markets, sleep peacefully at night knowing you've got a hard asset at your disposal and working for you. You work hard for your money. Why not make your money work hard for you? You have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. On behalf of Jeremy and myself, we appreciate the time you've taken. Take a listen to that podcast again. Get onto the Precious Metals newsletter. The number to call is 1-877-78-SILVER. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. And Jeremy, when we wake up next week, we'll have new power in Ontario. We'll talk a little further about the impact that that's going to have on precious metals and the direction we take for the rest of the year. We've also got labor statistics we didn't get to this week. More wool being pulled over the eyes that we'll be happy to present. We look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show. Thanks again for listening.